0: This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as huge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students.
1: Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and uh, we are into our second session of study in this entire unit called Goodness Gracious. To look at three fruit of the spirit: kindness, goodness, gentleness. Last week we looked at the uh, the fruit of the spirit, kindness, and looked from the aspect of what does it mean for God to be kind, and, and we kind of worked through that. Laid a great foundation for this session. And this week we're talking about what does it mean for God to be good. So we're going to kind of build upon that again. Let me just remind you, leaders, that these are very similar as we're talking about kindness, goodness, gentleness. Even as you look at definitions, you'll see a lot of those same words repeated. For a lot of us, these seem like, you know, very similar things, but Paul lists them as three different fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to kind of address each one of those as different aspects of God's character and nature and how they should be represented in our lives. I've got Jeff Pratt here still in the studio with me. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? Good, Rick. Good. How are you, buddy? I'm great, man. Jeff, great job last week talking about kindness. Uh, let's build upon that and get into this whole aspect of, of goodness. And as we get into this, just maybe from your mind, for leaders what's the difference between kindness and goodness
0: yeah that's tough because it, it really is you almost feel like it's splitting hairs a little bit too right. to to differentiate kindness and goodness but you know obviously it's they're, they're different because the scriptures mention them separately uh and, and I think you know one one may seem like it is a, a way you treat people another one may just seem like just who you are right you know you know it can it could be that That one is an aspect of character, and one is a reflection of character. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And so, I I think it's just a matter of uh, of realizing all of these these fruit of the spirit define the character of who God is. Right. And I think you know, in Paul writing this out, using these words just helps us to define what that means. Right. And and, you know, and how difficult is it to try to define the character (laughs) of God? My goodness.
1: Well, just to refresh what we talked about last week too, since these are characteristics and nature you know part of god's nature and in that list of the fruit of the spirit in galatians 5 these are a part of what is inside of us Mm -hmm. i mean these are a part of who we should be and we oftentimes will refer to people as you know he's a really good person and that'll be a good starting point for what we're going to talk about in this session leaders we're just in psalm 25 this week verses 6 through 11 we're going to look at three aspects in these verses to hopefully give us an idea of what it means for God to be good. Uh, Jeff, let's just jump right into this. Uh, Psalm 25, verse 6, we're looking at this life principle that he faithfully loves us. What do you see there in that verse?
0: Well, I I think it's, uh, again, just really defining who God is. uh, As the psalmist writes and just really pleads to God, you know, remember, Lord, your compassion, uh, your goodness, your faithful love. Uh, and I love that he says, "For they have existed from antiquity." Right. Yeah. Uh, that that there is not an end to God's love, and I think that's important for us to understand because it's not, you know, His love for me didn't begin when I was born or when He created me; it, it existed before that. Right. So it so it doesn't really hinge on who I am or what I am. It's just who He is.
1: Well, and as you look at at the psalmist here writing, I mean, this is really just a reflection and a recognition of. God's nature. I like what you said. It doesn't just start when we're born or when we enter a relationship with him. God is faithful. I mean, that's right. part of his nature. That's right. You know, and as we look at this this picture here, he says, you know, your faithful love. We look in the world today in society, and especially as we look in, you know, in the media uh, and see celebrities and couples and marriages that, that come and go so quickly. I, I, you know, I just saw in Time Magazine that, you know, Jack Black held this huge party as he divorced his wife, they're having a big divorce party. They were married for five years and decided to have a big party to celebrate. And that was his second marriage. You know, students look at all this. Mm -hmm. How can students begin to grasp this idea of faithful love when they don't see a lot of examples in in media today?
0: Right. Well, and I think that's, I think we've, and we mentioned this earlier, uh, I think we have a problem really understanding what that means. What does faithful love look like? What does unconditional love look like? And, and I think, you know, we, we think it means that we have these warm fuzzies that are inside of us towards right. somebody. And as long as those warm fuzzies stay around, then that's unconditional love. And the reality is, is that's not. I think that can be a part of love, but love is a commitment. Uh, you know, love, you know, I think God's commitment to us. Uh, was was that he loved us before we were ever created, and I think even more than that, Rick, that's just who God is. That's right, God is love, and so us an understanding and knowing that, you know, it, He didn't become love when I was born. He didn't. Bec- he didn't begin to love me. That's just who He is, right. and, and I think we have to understand and we have to embody that part of God's character before we can ever share that with someone else. Uh, I, I've got a, a great friend of mine, one of my best friends, that I think for me. It's probably the model of, of what faithful love means because he and his wife have had some problems in the past. And, and every time uh, there was a problem, uh, I mean a really, really difficult problem that I think most men would walk away from. Uh, this guy, as he would call me and he, he would weep and we would talk, uh, and I would ask him, I would say, what are you going to do? And, he, and, and the, the, the first time I asked him that, he really he popped back at me pretty hard. And he yeah. said, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah, She's my wife. And he said, I love her. And I told her I loved her, and I mean that. And I'm going to go get her, and I'm going to do everything I can to restore our relationship. And, th- and, yeah. and Rick, this is, wow. this hasn't happened just once. This has happened at least four times. So, so this is a guy to me who embodies what faithful love means. I mean, this is wow. a guy who is exhibiting uh, the character of God when it comes to faithful love. Yeah. And so I just – the world doesn't understand that. And, and most of us Christians don't understand that because we want to, we want to love those who are lovable, That's right, yeah. And that's just not what unconditional love is.
1: That's right, yeah. And leaders, as we're looking at this session, uh, you might want to just go ahead and and share with your students the point this week is that God's goodness is displayed in all His ways. These three life principles are examples of the ways that God demonstrates His goodness for us, first one being that He faithfully loves us. The second life principle that we're looking at this week is that not only does He love us, He forgives us, Uh, Psalm 25, verses 7 and 11. Uh, What do you see there, Jeff?
0: Well, you just kind of love. Of course, all of us who who are work work with students uh, really understand verse seventy. Right, <laughs> do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. I mean, it's almost like we we understand that there's a time period right. where, where where young people are out there wrestling with identity. They're wrestling with uh, with how do I how do I make this this Christian life fit into the world I live in? And you've got that struggle between culture and Christianity. And and so I you know and so I think in all of that. There are going to be there are going to be some of these things, but I think in the midst of that, because of who God is, because He loves us, I mean, He just walks with us. He He, he carries us through those times right. and never leaves us nor forsakes us. That's a promise I always keep telling my teenagers. Uh, and, but it's because of His goodness, and and I, I love the way the psalmist ends that. You know, all of those things are there because of Your goodness,
1: right? Because that's just who You are, right? Well, and then he even says there in verse 11 that, you know, forgive my sin for it is great. Right. And coming to God, I mean, and, you know, the the writer of the psalm, you know, know, we think about all these biblical characters and how wonderful they must have been and how perfect their lives were. But, you know, this guy's like, man, all the sins of my youth and my sin is great. But God, I come to you because I know that you are good and you 're going to forgive me and i and I trust that, and again that recognition of god 's nature goes back to what we talked about you know there in that that verse six that you know his faithful love has lasted for all antiquity, I know he's going to love me, I know he's going to forgive me. Then we look at not only does God love us and forgive us, but another way that he demonstrates his goodness to us is that he guides us uh, verses eight through ten. Uh, what do you see there in that passage
0: well I, I think it goes back to something you said earlier we've got this concept that becoming a christian and even even exhibiting the character of god in our life makes us the faithful one right we are not the faithful one right we will <laughs> good, never yeah. be the faithful one as long as we have uh flesh to wrestle with as long as there's sin in the world we're not going to be the ones that are faithful and so i think a lot of people out there in the christian world fight with that because they they fight with this with this sense of defeat this sense of i mean i'm just not li- i'm not living up to the expectation god has for me the reality is, is that, man, um, I'm not a defeatist, so I never want to th- say to people we're fighting a losing battle. Right. But the reality is, in this relationship, God is the one that's faithful. God is the one that's always faithful, and so we lean and depend on that. And I think e- even in this aspect of direction, uh, you know, God, God's love for us is that He wants the best for us, and so if, if I know that about God, He's going to continue to guide me, continue to direct me. You know, I, I think about. Uh, you know, as we've talked about in the past, Rick, raising our teenagers and in the midst of sometimes them stepping off the path, we never quit directing and guiding them. Right. You know, we never, we never quit going to them and we never said to them, you know what, since you've stepped off, Hey, just, just, just let's see where that leads you. Right. And we were always there to make sure that we tried to get them back on the track. And I think that's who God is in the midst of our rebellion and in the midst of our uh, pursuit yeah. of him. God's still leading and guiding us, and it's because he's good. Right. It's because it's who he is.
1: Well, and that's that, you know, the psalmist recognized that. He says the Lord is good, therefore he shows sinners the way. That's and right. he guides and directs the humble and the righteous. I mean, because he's good, going back to that character aspect, that nature of God, because he is good— he can't help but show us the way and guide us right. because that's who he is. He's not out to be mean and vengeful. It goes back to that last session. You know, God's goodness, his kindness leads us to repentance. I mean, he wants to guide us in the right path.
0: Well, and, like, and, and what you mentioned earlier, that even to, even to sinners, he shows sinners the way. Right. I mean, my goodness, why would he want to show sinners the way? Yeah. You know, well, because he loves them because yeah. they're his creation. And he, you know, he's not going to force them into a relationship or a decision, but he's going to show them the way. Because that's who he is. That's right. That's good. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Well, leaders, as we're wrapping up the session again, our question, what does it mean for God to be good? The point this week is God's goodness is displayed in all his ways. And then our three life principles are examples of those ways that God displays goodness, that he faithfully loves us. He forgives us, and he guides us. Thanks for joining us for this session. Join us again next week. We've talked about kindness, goodness. In the next session, for the third week, we're going to talk about gentleness.